0: Swamiji, what is the hidden meaning of Jesus calling Peter the rock he will build his church on? That's a very interesting passage in the Bible. People, Jesus doesn't use the word church very often. <clears throat> he uses the word temple. Destroy this body, and I will raise this temple. I mean, and I will raise it again in three days. And he was referring to his body. Church? He didn't even have a church in those days. And uh, <clears throat> he didn't use the word synagogue. Now, there's something deeper there. He was saying that what happened was that he was saying to the disciples, "Who do men say that I wa That I am?" And this is a very interesting point because it strongly supports the belief that Jesus did teach her incarnation, because he didn't reprimand them or correct them when they said this. But he said, some people say you're Jeremiah or Elias or one of the prophets. How could he have been one of those prophets if he had uh, not been in a former incarnation, those prophets? But at any rate, then he said, but who do you say that I am? In other words, he, he was asking them from their own perception of him, who am I? And Peter alone answered, And say, thou art the Son of the living God, thou art the Messiah and the Christ. And Jesus said, blessed art thou, for man has not revealed these things unto you, but only my Father which is in heaven. The realization that Peter, through his attunement with Jesus, was able to see beyond his physical form and to know that that which was in that physical flesh was the divine presence of God. And so Jesus said, Blessed are you, Peter. And <clears throat> I say, Thou art Peter on whom I will build my, ro- my church. Peter in, in Greek is Petros, which means stone or rock. On this rock I will build my church. He didn't mean his church that he would build in the future, an outward church. He was talking mystically. His church meant his church of, conscious, of cosmic consciousness, of divine consciousness. Because of your clear intuition, I will be able to build my edifice, let's say it's symbolic speaking, of divine consciousness. And the gates of hell shall not or prevail against it. That means that once you have attained complete cosmic consciousness, Satan can no longer touch you. Because you've overcome the thought of ego, and there is nothing he can reach in you then. There is nothing but God there. This is what it meant. It didn't mean that priests will be able to excuse people. And um, Yogananda put it a very commonsensical way. He said, if a priest can can, uh, forgive your sins, ask him to forgive you the sin of your stomach ache, which you've got from the sin of overeating last night. If they can do it, then they've got some power. But most priests haven't got anything like that kind of power. So how can you think that they can take away your sins? No. They will be taken away by divine grace and attunement with God. What happens is, actually, the spiritual path is 25% your effort, 25% the effort of the Savior on your behalf, Jesus, the Guru, whatever, 50% the grace of God. And ultimately... Your own effort is 100% of what you're able to put forth. But the path to God takes much more than that. And when you can realize that he and you are one, nothing will be able to touch you again.